أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله الأمين محمد بن عبد الله وآله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة باللسان يبقه قولي رب أبدعنا نشكر نعمتك التي أنعمت علي وعلى والدي ونعمل صالحا ترضى وأصلح لي في ذريتي إني تبت إليك وإني من المسلمين Now last week we were discussing the preparation for the hijra of Rasulullah sallallahu by him encouraging people who were being mistreated, abused within Mecca and its surrounding to travel to go to Medina by allowing a lot of the Madani people among the Ansar later on to embrace Islam and to begin the journey of the opening of Mecca. Because the opening of Mecca took place from Medina. And this is something very important you need to think about. The Prophet ﷺ was waiting for the permission. Everybody has traveled. Only those whom the mushrikeen disallowed to travel and those whom the mushrikeen felt, okay, if they allowed to go, there will be a liability later on against them. So they kept them under their restrictions. And some of them were imprisoned. And some of them, okay, their families or their wealth were kept so that they were not allowed to travel. Everyone traveled except two people were free, Abu Bakr Sadiq and Ali ibn Abi Talib. And both were kept for a reason. Abu Bakr Sadiq, because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sahbihi wa sallam wanted him, okay, to remain, to travel with him, and Ali ibn Abi Talib for a journey that he will take in his own life for his future to be with Rasulullah sallam. Now, at that time, some of those who were kept behind and were not allowed to leave is Abu Salama and Ummu Salama and their son Salama, like Suhaib al-Rumi. They were good and they have a lot of things in Mecca and they were respected people. But they were finding it difficult to move. But Abu Salama one day decided that he must move before the Prophet is going to make hijrah because the Prophet can, can leave. So he took his camel and he went to his wife and put her on a camel and she put her son Salama in her laps and he held the rain of her camel and he was moving outside Mecca. When her family saw her leaving with him, they said, no. By Allah, you will not take her with you. We are going to take her, like khul'a. We are going to divorce her from you by keeping her with us. You want to her, you stay with her. You cannot take her away. So subhanallah, while she is trying to go with him, they took her camel away. Her husband family felt very angry and the tribe. If you are going to keep your daughter, the son is ours. So they came and they want to take the son. So the two groups were pulling the little boy. She is reporting herself. She said they were pulling until they dislocated his shoulder. But at the end, her family kept her and the family of her husband took this child and Abu Salama just went to Medina by himself alone. She said she had never seen any family troubled as much as their family. They had to go to Abyssinia, they have to come. There are too many difficulties in their life. But she said that year she spent with her family was the saddest year in her life. She couldn't be with her husband. She couldn't be with her son. And she was just alone. She used to come out and sit in a, a sand dune and cry and cry. She became very skinny and very tired in her life. She didn't know what to do. 
her family was very, very awkward in that situation, not allowing her. One of her cousins, very well known, respected in the family, one day passing by, he heard about her situation, saw her in that condition by himself crying. He felt very sad for her. So he went and begged the family. This is not a condition to leave somebody whom you love in. This is something terrible. You need to free her from what she's in. Allow her to go. After a lot of pleading, the family allowed her to go. So she went to her husband's family and begged and pleaded for her son. When they saw her condition, they gave her her son back. And they told her, take your son and go and follow your husband. So she took her son on her lap in her camel and she went out of Mecca until she came to At-Tan'im. When you go to Mecca and you want to do a second Umrah, you go outside to At-Tan'im, you purify yourself and you come back for the Umrah. When she reached At-Tan'im, subhanallah, she was alone. And from Mecca to Medina is a journey today. You take five, six, seven hours to travel by car. Okay? And it's not an easy journey. Now, there is a man called Uthman ibn Abi Talha, well known for his dignity and honor, the background he comes in, respectful man for women and children. When he saw her, he asked her, where are you going? Medina, by yourself? Yes. He felt he cannot leave her. The honor of a man, when he sees a woman struggling, traveling alone, carrying heavy things, his nakhwa, his manlyhood within him will never allow him to step a foot without asking for help. Like Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam when he helped the two daughters of Shu'aib alayhi salam. Look what Allah gave him. Usman ibn Abi Talha said to her, by Allah, I'm not going to allow you to travel alone. She said to him, but it's a journey. It took you a long time. I don't know. I will take you there. She said, by Allah Almighty God, I had never seen a more humble, more kind, more generous man than this man. But most that he will never put me in a position whereby I will feel uncomfortable. When we are to rest and we are parking our camels, he will come to the front of the camel and look that way so that if anything happened to me while the camel is coming down, he will not see my shape of my body. And when the camel is parked, he will move far away for me to come down so that if my body is revealed while I'm coming from the camel, he will not be able to see anything of me. The same thing, when we are going away, he will come and turn away holding the camel until I ride. And then he will be holding until the camel is up, then he will give me the rein and I will follow him. We did this until we arrived in Quba. And she said, once we arrive there, we are outside. It was like a small village. She said, once we came there, okay, and I saw him saying to me, look, here I think your husband lives in this little village. You can go in, but I can't go with you. She thanked him. He rose his camel and went back. She went inside and found her husband. And subhanallah, this man, at the time of Salah al-Hudaybiyah, he became a Muslim. And subhanallah, the Prophet sallallahu at the conquest of Mecca, gave him the key for the Kaaba. And the family that hold this key today, Ibn Abi Shayba, still there, there, his family, they still hold the key for the Kaaba. Nobody else can have it. 
no king, no queen, no ruler, nobody can fight them for it. And anybody to enter the Kaaba by their permission. Just like them, the water, it has a family that look after it. Okay? And these are very good people. When you travel to Mecca and ask about them, when you see them, you need to show them respect. Because they were honored people for the honor they shown to the people and to the Prophet wasallam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has honored them. Okay? Now, Suhaib al-Rumi, he is somebody who came to Mecca with nothing. He was captured and he was a slave and he lived a terrible life and he made a lot of money in Mecca. He became very, very rich and well-known around the people. He had the positions there. He decided to leave Mecca as well. The Prophet said to him, you can go. When he wanted to leave, the Mushrikeen said to him, you're not leaving. And this is exactly what they said to him. You came to us as a man who knows nothing with nothing. حقيراً. Unknown, degraded amongst us. فَكَثُرَ مَالُكَ And your wealth increased. وَتُرِيدْ أَنْ تَخْرُجْ بِمَالِكَ وَنَفْسِكَ And you want now to leave us with the wealth you made from us and take yourself as if nothing happened. وَاللَّهِ لَا يَكُنْ ذَلِكَ By Allah Almighty God, this will never take place. He said wisely, أَرَأَيْتُ مِنْ جَعَلْتُ لَكُمْ مَالِي تُخَلُّ سَبِيلِي أو تُخَلُّونَ سَبِيلِي Do you think if I left you my wealth, will you allow me to go? Will you free me? قالوا نعم. They said yes. قال إني جعلت لكم مالي. He said then, I give you all my wealth. I want you to listen to this point because very important. This is a man who had nothing and suddenly he built an empire of wealth and money and everything. And he became very, very rich. And suddenly, for his position that he has gained as a Muslim, he is willing to give everything, to go with nothing as he came to the place where the Prophet is going to go. When the Prophet wasallam heard that he gave everything, he was so excited. They say the joy could be seen in his face. His smile was shining the place. Rabiha Suhaib, Rabiha Suhaib. He was screaming and shouting, Suhaib by Allah has profited. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, later on, those who put their wealth, their children, their partners, or anything in this world before Allah and its messenger, they are losers. Hence, he the winner. He is somebody who has indeed profited. Now, all those people went to Medina. And the people of Medina from Al-Aws, Al-Khazraj, Al-Ansar, they became Muslims. And the Prophet had a great position in Medina. The people of Medina have nothing with Mecca. They just come to Hajj and they go. They do business with them. So the Meccan elite felt very frightened. Now if Muhammad himself, وسلم, traveled to them, and in that fertile land of religions, Christianity, Judaism, close to Sham, then Islam will increase and obviously one day Muhammad وسلم, will come back to try to inherit what his parents left behind for him. Okay, in that land, this is his birth land and he loved Mecca. They said, by Allah Almighty God, this is not going to happen. So they 
decided to meet. Okay? And at that time, meetings of importance, meetings that have to take place, take place in Dar al-Arqam. Okay? And in that Dar, when they meet, okay? Or Dar al-Nadwa, sorry. They meet in Dar al-Nadwa. In Dar al-Nadwa, when they meet, they will discuss the most important tactics or techniques. Okay? Or they discuss the most important ways of sorting out their problems. Nobody is allowed just to talk and talk. If you notice today when you have problems, people just talk. But for them in Dar al-Nadwa, when they meet, they only get the wisest of men among their people to discuss exactly how are they going to find the solution. They know what the problem is. They don't have to discuss it. So they sat and immediately they discussed different solutions. One solution was agreed. That each tribe will choose the strongest man and they will come together and together they will attack Sayyidina Muhammad sallam, and they will kill him. And therefore his blood will be spread upon all the tribes. And Quraysh will not be able to fight everybody. So his blood will be forgotten. They came out with joy because they could never think all the tribe will agree to that. But they agreed. Sayyidina Rasulullah came to an understanding from Allah. Allah said to him, Ya Muhammad, this is their plan. Put it to him clearly. This is what they're going to do. Prepare yourself. We will look after you. He came to Ali ibn Abi Talib. Okay? He said, Ya Ali, this is what the mushrikeen are planning for me. I'm not going to sleep on my bed that night. I would like you to sleep on my bed. But, listen. لَنْ يَخْلُصْ إِلَيْكَ تَكْرَهَهُ Nothing that you will hate happening to you will happen to you. Because as a young man, he might think they might attack him, they might kill him, frightened, alone, and the Prophet is sleeping in the courtyard, back home in the heat. We sleep outside, we don't sleep in the rooms. Sayyidina Rasulullah left quietly his place after discussing with Abu Bakr Sadiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Okay? He came to Abu Bakr Sadiq and said, Ya Abu Bakr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has permitted me to go for hijrah to Medina. And Abu Bakr Sadiq then said to Rasulullah ya Rasulullah. I would like to accompany you, O Messenger of Allah. I said, As-Suhba. This is the word he said to me. When he said to me, As-Suhba, yes, you are allowed to come with me. He cried and cried. They said, he was crying and laughing. Because all this time, he did not want to stay in Medina. He wanted to go to prepare for the Prophet there because he can do things. But yet, he did not want to leave him alone. He was worried what will happen to him. Out of love to him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And when he told him, you will come with me, he now realized why the Prophet never said to him anything. He was talking to everybody and he felt neglected. Sometimes when people are with the Mashaykh and the Mashaykh talking to everybody, they think, oh, the Sheikh doesn't care about me. Oh, the Sheikh, you don't know what he's planning for you. You should just be quiet. You should never question what they do. So, subhanAllah, Bakr Sadiq then straight away went and prepared two camels for this and told his son, Abdullah, Okay, to go around sitting with the people 
in the majalis, in the gatherings, to hear what they are going to plan for Muhammad And told his daughter Asma to make sure that she will bring food to the place they are going to hide, which is Ghar Thawr, the cave of Thawr. Okay? And he went out of his way and found someone who will guide them and take them to the place that's where they need to go and stay, inshallah, in Ghar Thawr. Okay? And that man is called Abdullahi ibn Iraqid. Abdullahi ibn Iraqid is somebody who knows the path. So subhanallah, this is the plan. Rasulullah then left his house, went to Abu Bakr, Abu Bakr prepared himself, and this is before the dawn, the mushrikeen already came. And they stood in two lines where the gate of the house is. Okay? In this side and in this side. Each one of them carrying his sword in his hand. Waiting for him just to come out, and they will all attack him at once, as they agreed. Subhanallah, they were looking from the wall, and they could see somebody sleeping. And every time they ask one another, he's still sleeping. Until it was light. Not sunrise yet, but it was light. And the Prophet okay, passed them by took a piece of dust in his hand and recited أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ياسين والقرآن الحكيم النكل من المرسلين على صراط مستقيم تنذير العزيز الرحيم لتنذر قوم ما أنذر آباؤهم فهم غافلون لقد حق القول على أكثرهم فهم لا يؤمنون إنا جعلنا في أعناقهم أقلالا فهي إلى الأذقان فهم مقمحون وجعلنا من بين أيديهم سدا ومن خلفهم سدا فأخشيناهم فهم لا يبصرون and he put the hand like that, and the dust in his hand, and when he went like that, the dust, they say, it flied and fell in it. Each one of them got some dust on him. There were too many, two rows. But subhanAllah, one bullet, by Allah's permission, each one of them got some dust, and they slept, snoring, while standing. The Prophet left, Ali ibn Abi Talib is sleeping, and they couldn't. Suddenly one of them woke up. Hey, hey, it's almost the morning. What's going on? They looked. No, he's still there. He's not there. And while they're debating, Ali woke up and looked up. They could see Ali. It's not the Prophet So they ran, told their leaders. And their leader said, look, we must. So they gathered together. They were following the Athar. Little they knew that there was a plan already been planned. Abu Bakr Siddiq, and Rasulullah okay, are already in their way. And they were in the cave. But, subhanallah, one of the wisdom of leaving Ali behind is that with the animosity of the mushrikeen to the Prophet and the hatred directed towards him, subhanallah, he was the most trusted by them. There is not one single home in Mecca that have got something valuable that they fear even their own family mistreating. Only they trusted the Prophet ﷺ with. There were too many things in his house. Valuable things. So he said to Ali ibn Abi Talib, okay, keep these things and retain them back. Okay? Keep this and retain them back. Allah said in the Quran regarding this in Surah Al-An'am verse 33 
أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم قد نعلم أنه لا يحزنك الذي يقولون أو محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم we are aware that which they say sadden you فإنهم لا يكذبونك for indeed they do not deny you ولكن الظالمين بآيات الله يجحدون however the transgressors against Allah when they hear the sign of God the verses of God when they hear the Quran you are reciting them they neglect they do not accept their heart rejected because their heart are not ready for it but they accept you they trust you they know who you are as a man they know that you are a wonderful human being so this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala confirming that one of the greatest lessons that we learn in the hijrah is when you are doing da'wah when you have a aqidah in your heart about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or his messenger everything else becomes second you will die you will migrate you will give your wealth you will give your family your children for their sake not just for your deen your aqidah but even for da'wah. As I said to this woman earlier on, we should go to the person wanting, but we don't, we shouldn't, they shouldn't come to us. Leave everything behind and go to them because that is Allah's way of doing it. Rasulullah never loved a people more than the people whom he grew with among his own family in Mecca. Never loved the place in his life more than Mecca itself because of the heritage that he knew of the truth of the Kaaba and the Maqam of Ibrahim and the black stone that when he used to go and worship and the cave of Hira where Allah gave him the Quran. He would never leave that. And to prove this, Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhumah qal, qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam talking to Mecca. This is a prophet talking to Mecca. Imagine. Ma atyabik min balad. Ma atyabik min balad. Oh Mecca, there is no more better place than yourself, Mecca. وَأَحَبِّكْ إِلَيْ And more loved to me than you, Mecca. وَلَوْلَا أَنَّ قَوْمِ أَخْرَجُونِ مِنْكَ And if it is not for my people driving me out of you, مَا سَكَنْتُ غَيْرِكَ I will never live in a place other than you. Imagine, he is talking to Mecca. Weeping, saying this, I will never leave you if my people do not ask me to leave. While he's leaving. But why did he leave Mecca? He left Mecca for Allah. For Allah, by saving the people who believe in him, who were sent to be responsible for, for Allah, so that the deen can be preserved through him. Today when we have calamities in the world, who is saved first? The leader. For the Prophet ﷺ because he carried the amana, the last to be saved is him. Think about this. This is really serious. So the greatest lesson of the Hijrah of Prophet ﷺ is that when it comes to our da'wah, to invite people to Allah, when it comes to our aqidah, our faith in our heart, we are allowed to migrate and we are allowed to give everything like Suhaib gave everything for the sake of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet leaving Mecca behind and those whom he loved.
And this is because Allah said in the Quran, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم in Surah Al-Ankabud verse 56. يا عبادي الذين آمنوا إن أرضي واسعة فإياي فاعبدون O you my servants who believe, my earth is spacious. I alone you should worship. I alone you should worship. That means worshiping Allah should not be put in a position whereby you are uncomfortable, unable, your mind is busy, you are frightened, you are turning around to look. You need to concentrate with Allah in worshiping Him. Worship needs peace. And peace needs security. And security can only come in places whereby you can find. And therefore, a lot of people who migrate and come to this country, they are coming because they are looking for a place where they can worship Allah. We thank Allah for a church that is the most today. For an area where a lot of the people are not Muslims, but they are happy with us <coughs> doing what we do. Because Allah, He is looking after us. Because we migrated for His sake, subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is something that you need to think about. Now, as I said earlier on, Abdullah ibn Abu Bakr Sadiq was left behind in Mecca, in the city town, to listen to the news, what's happening, and to bring to them quietly <coughs> in the cave. Asma, her job is to bring them the food. Wa'amir ibn Fahira, he was put to graze with animals in front of the cave so that when they come looking they do not and also when they are traveling with their camel the ather on the ground okay the footstep okay would not be seen so they say he was with his animals and then he if there's anything will take the uh, palm tree leaves and he will clear the ground until they came and they were in front of the cave. Now I wanted to think of Abu Bakr Sadiq and compare his love to the Prophet and your love to him. Think about it. Here he is crying with joy when he was told he can accompany the Prophet. Subhanallah, he was doing all the khidmah, all the, all the things that everybody would love to do, the Prophet. They arrived at the cave. The Prophet wanted to go in. He didn't say, he the Prophet. He knows, he has the secret, he should go first. He said to the Prophet, Wayhak, I will go first. But before that even, when they were coming in their way, he used to walk with the Prophet in the back for a while. And then he will walk in front of the Prophet for a while. Then he will walk back. The Prophet said, Ya Bakr, why are you doing this? He said, Wallahi, Ya Rasulullah, every time I walk in front of you because I am worried maybe somebody will come and attack you from the front. I want to be the one who can take that shot. But while I'm walking in front of you, I think, oh my God, they might come and snatch you from the back. So I walk behind you. What kind of love is that? He is not worried about himself to give his soul, his life for him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Not for anything, but to preserve the religion because he felt this deen will save humanity. So when they are in the cave, or in, outside the cave, Ya Rasulullah, you stay. Let me check it first. He went inside, checked everything. When he felt everything is right, he said, it's okay. The Prophet wanted to go and said, no, wait a minute. 
there is a rock he felt the brush you sit on the first thing what are you doing that i want to check this rock is all right and comfortable for you to sit on the scholars say there is no one will do that unless they love the person whom they are trying to serve it's a sign of his love so when he cleaned it up the prophet sat on it then he sat in front of the Prophet. here the miracle of allah began to take shape Straight away, subhanAllah, Bakr said that the tree next to the cave, soon they could see the spider building, straight away. And by Allah Almighty God, this is the truth. Some people, they try to say, no, this doesn't happen. This happened. Any man who believes in Allah on those people who wrote the seerah, they quoted this. It happened. It's a mu'jizah for the Prophet Okay? It's a miracle for him, sallallahu alayhi wa Straight away, it built. Bakr said, it is unbelievable between the tree and the cave. It covered it. And subhanAllah said, while we are talking to the Prophet and being quiet in our cave, subhanAllah, two strange pigeons just flown in. And they sat, and both of them they laid and made nests. As if they were there for months. And they were not worried about us. This is Allah's job. And for Allah there are the armies or the soldiers of the heaven and the soldiers of the earth. Some of the soldiers of the earth could be even the arms to help you, support you. Any creature, Allah can allow them to support you in your cause. A third thing to show that Abu Bakr Sadiq, while they are sitting, Abu Bakr Sadiq felt so sad in himself because he noticed there is a hole in the cave. And he noticed there is a snake. He could see the eyes. And the Prophet was stretching his leg. Then if this snake just suddenly put his head out, because he's frightened from the leg, he will beat or bite the Prophet leg. So what he did, he just put his foot. The moment he put his foot, the snake is frightened, the snake bit him. When the snake bit him, of course, he was absolutely terrible. And he was sweating. And his color changed. And he was getting drowsy. The Prophet suddenly noticed that. What's wrong with you, Abu Bakr? And then he noticed his leg color is changing. And the Prophet took his foot and went, looked at it. Where the, he was bitten, he spit on it. And he went with his hand like that. Abu Bakr said, by Allah Almighty God, I was better than before. I was better than before. But he did what he did because he loved him. And the Prophet did what he did because he loved him too. He loved him too. And then while they are sitting, while they are sitting in the cave, okay, discussing between themselves, okay, the journey ahead and the people they are going to meet there in the place whereby, okay, the mushrikeen came to the opening of the cave. This is a moment that is vital in the history of Islam. Either they will be captured, and this is the end of Islam, as we know it, and we would never have been. Or they will be victorious and travel forth, and alhamdulillah that happened, that's why we are here today. That was the most critical point in the history of Islam, when they were sitting in the cave and the mushrikeen in front of the cave. And there was nothing to discuss at that time. If they found him, they were going to kill him. And the one who will kill him, will get the reward. And they were not joking. Because they were very upset and angry. 
Abuqar Siddiq could see their feet. If one of them put his head down, they could see. Or if any one of them just put his leg up and that cover from the spider web is broken, they could see them inside. He said, Ya Rasulullah, if one of them lifted his leg up and touched what is in front of us, they will see us. He said, Ya Abu Bakr, Oh Abu Bakr, what do you think of two? Allah is their third. Whenever you are alone, Allah is with you. Never think you are alone. Or two, there are Allah with you. Three, Allah, the Quran says. Whenever three are sitting and talking, only Allah is their fourth. Sayyidina Musa was tested when he said, I am the most knowledgeable. Allah said, what about me in the majlis? So every time, Think of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is being present in your majid. Allah said in the Quran, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم فأنزل الله سكينته عليه وأيده بجنود لم تروها In Surah At-Tawbah verse 40. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at that moment brought sakina to the heart of Abu Bakr Siddiq and the heart of the Prophet Sallallahu Okay? And gave them the support with soldiers that cannot even be seen. They say when the Prophet was sitting in the cave inside, he already knows the way out from the end of the mountain. There is no opening there, but you could see the way out. That's why he said to Bukhar Sadiq, why are you worried? Because the Malaika were there. The Prophet could see them, Bukhar could it. They were there. And they were from the other side of the cave, he could see them. And they could walk through the cave. For the Prophet, he can walk through this wall. If the jinn can walk through the wall, our Prophet is greater than any creature Allah has created, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? Now, Allah said in the Quran as well, regarding this, in the same verse, at top of 40, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ثاني أثنين إذ هما في الغار The second of two, when they were in the cave. Meaning Abu Bakr Sadiq, the second to Muhammad Sallam. إذ يقول لصاحبه, when he is saying, to his companion. This is the Prophet لا تحزن إن الله معنا. Don't be sad. Allah is with us. This is my aqidah. Whenever I am anywhere, people panic. People worry. Where are we going to get food from? Where are we going to get food from? If we miss this train, where are we going to get train? Allah is there. A believer should never panic. If you have faith in your heart, everything is destined. Panicking people don't stay with them. I don't like people who panic. I don't like people who worry too much. They think they know it all. They don't know anything. Because at the end of the day, it is in the hand of Allah. My success is only by Allah. Upon him I depend. And to him is my return. If this is your aqidah, fear nobody. But fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? Now, the Prophet spent three nights in that cave. Imagine. Three nights. When Asma, may Allah bless her, in the history of Islam, she sustained the Prophet and fed him. What a lucky woman. What a lucky young girl. She was coming and giving him the food and looking after him. This told me one thing. Women should never be excluded in doing any da'wah work. Never. Any man who said to the woman, stay behind. It is the man's job wrong. Look at the Prophet using her in the front line. There is only three of them. 
اوكي اونلي 3 اوف ذيم هو سبورتد ذيس تريب ابو بكر الصديق عند رسول الله عند ذا وان هو ار ترافلينج اوكي اند ذا مان هو غونا جايد ذيم هو نوت ذير هو جوين ذيم ليتر اوكي سبحان الله عبد الله ابن ابو بكر الصديق ان هي دمك ان ذا تاون داون تاون helping to listen to the news to come and tell them and he was coming and informing them he's the informant okay and the shepherd who was outside busy with covering them and the only person who goes in sit feed them and come back is asma what a lucky woman what a lucky woman the prophet loved her so much and she by the way by her own tongue she said the prophet sallallahu from his love to me married me to somebody whom he loved but he was the poorest man he had nothing yet he had one piece of farm all farms have got things to give this farm have got nothing but pebbles and we were so poor i used to walk i didn't even have a camel to ride and i would not embarrass him by saying to him why don't i have like other women i used to walk carrying my basket to that one and pick pebbles on my head come and sell them to people who need them for fire. He said when the Prophet ﷺ used to see me, he would stop and give me a ride. Today there are some who say, don't give a woman a ride. Who? <laughs> where, where did this come from? And he used to give a ride behind him and in front of him. If he, there is somebody riding behind him and somebody else is walking, he will take him sit in the front the saddle of the camel you can sit in front of it i have i have i had camels i have, I have ridden in camels so i know it's easy but my point here is that women have the right in da'wah and women have the right to be given lift and a woman who's riding can give a man a lift all these i don't know where they come from why are we putting doubt oh shaitan is there if you are in public Shaitan is not there. What the Prophet meant, don't go to a room where there is four walls and there is a door that is shut and you are sitting alone. But if you are in public, what's wrong with it? Let us take Islam in the way that the Prophet taught us Islam. Salam. Okay? So three nights, they stayed in the cave and then he came out. The Quraysh Leaders were so upset. They came and they sat down and they felt they must give a high price to the one who can capture him and bring him back. So they said, any man who can capture Muhammad Sallam will get mi'a min al-ibil. A hundred of the richest camel. And the camels could be very expensive. You know, in London, if you want to rent a camel for a part of the day, Just to rent a camel for a part of the day, you need to pay thousands of pounds. Because there is only, I think, one or two camels in the London Zoo. I'm doing next week's celebration in my school about Miladun Nabi Sallam. One of the teachers said to me, because I said to them, do your best. We do an exhibition. You are all welcome to come to visit it. Thursday and Friday coming next. Thursday from 10 o'clock onwards, okay, until 8 o'clock in the evening. And Friday, it will go from uh, 9 o'clock until 6 o'clock. And then... From half past six to half past nine, we are having a big celebration to celebrate the seer of the Prophet So all week will be celebration. So it will be a beautiful exhibition in which we'll have relics of the Prophet and the children work and Islamic exhibition there. 
لو سبحان الله all this when we do is we, we are doing it to build the love of the prophet and the children hearts we want them to see who he is how did he live how can we be close to him how can we love him because there is nothing like him the dunya is so close to their heart yet we can bring him closer to them by doing that we should make them close to him okay so the mushrikeen said they will pay a hundred of the camels. This guy in the school said to me, look, Sheikh, why don't you get a camel as well to come in in the morning when the dignitaries are coming to open the exhibition? So I said to him, oh, get a camel. I don't mind. I can ride it for you in the playground. <laughs> he went and inquired, but he said, we can't. We can only rent it. It's very expensive. So then I said to him, this is too expensive to rent. <laughs> but camels generally are very expensive. Why I'm saying this example? You know there are camels you can buy for a million dollars. The racing camels in Arabia now, you can buy for a million dollars. Yeah? But normally the price of a camel, I could say maybe about 10,000 pounds. Yeah? So imagine there are some nomads in my country I know of, one of them will earn 10,000 camels. And he doesn't worry about how much the cost, it's how many he has. If one of them is sick, he is ill himself. <laughs> Because they love their camels, okay? So the mushrikeen promised that. A man called Surag ibn Malik went out to find the Prophet Though he was looking for him. When the Prophet started traveling by the coast, going towards Jeddah, that way, by the water, to go to Medina, that, that direction. So when they are traveling north, he was following them. Suddenly, he could see them from a distance. When he saw them, he began to run with his horse faster. There are some men with him as well to help him in capturing the Prophet his companion Bukhar Sadiq, and the man who was guiding them. Subhanallah, his horse stuck on the ground and he fell onto his face. He got up, he moved his horse, jumped again, he ran, ran, ran. Again, the same thing happened. When it happened the third time, this time when he following his face, his hand were taken in by the airs. He realized this is not human. Okay? But this is something bigger than that. Because suddenly he could see a wind and smoke covering between him and the Prophet. So he screamed, shouted, and he said these words when he was screaming. Ana Suraqa. I am Suraqa. Anziruni, please wait for me. Ukalimukum. So that I can speak to you. For wallahi la By Allah Almighty God, nothing that will come with from me that you will hate. I will say good things. Please. Because he felt something. He's lucky. Listen to that lucky man. Rasulullah sallallahu say to him, What do you want from us? Abakr Sadiq said to him, what do you want from us? He says, I want from the Prophet to write something that will be a sign between me and him. Oh Rasulullah, I want you to write me a sign to prove to me that you are the Prophet. The Prophet turned to the man who was guiding them, okay, Fahira, and says, write. 
كيف بك إذا لبست ثواري كسرة؟ How would you feel if Allah allows you to wear the costumes and the jewelry of Kisra, the ruler of Persia? He just smiled, took his paper that was written for him, a piece I think of leather, took it in his hand, and he went. But the Prophet ﷺ, before he left, refused one thing from him. He said to the Prophet ﷺ, I'm going to leave you and go. I'm going to give you some food and anything you want. They were carrying a lot because they were going a long journey. Take these things. The Prophet said to him, don't give us nothing. Just go back. One thing I ask of you, don't talk about us. Don't mention this. Just go. As if you haven't found us. Just go back and say it. So he returned and went back. Allah said in the Quran about this in verse 33. It is he, Allah Almighty subhanahu wa ta'ala, who have sent his messenger with guidance. And the religion of the truth. So that he will reveal it to conquer all other religions. Even if the mushrikeen dislike this. From that day to now, Islam will always be top. I promise you. For those who believe in it in their heart, they know it is top. I know Islam, there is nothing like it. I know there is no religion but Islam. For all religions come from him, the one. For all religion lead to him, the one. For all religion can only be reaching Allah in the past of Surat al-Mustaqim. Nothing else. Whether you are Christian or Jewish, whatever religion you are, if your religion is the religion of Allah, it should lead you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing but Allah. The teaching is the same. La ilaha illallah. There is none worthy to be worshipped but Allah. But from the time Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is being asked to declare it to the world, only through Muhammad And I always say, and I will say it now, when we talk about 73 firqas, the division of the ummah today, and there is one that will be saved, everybody who says la ilaha illallah is saved. Not the who, those who say la ilaha illallah are divided in 73. Don't listen to this. According to the scholars of wisdom and understanding, everybody is a follower of Muhammad sallam. Whatever religion they're following. There is no Musa today. There is no Isa today. There is no Nuh today. Everybody today is following just Muhammad. Khatam al Nabiyin. So the Ummah today is Ummah Muhammad Sallam. Ummah al Da'wah, those whom we need to invite, were Ummah La ilaha illallah. And the Ummah of La ilaha illallah. We who say La ilaha illallah, we are Al Firq al Nadiya. We are the saved group. This is the tafsir that is correct. Imam Al-Nawi insisted on this. Don't think the Muslims who say La ilaha illallah are divided. No. This is not the true translation or true explanation of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Okay. Now Suraqa. What happened? Subhanallah Suraqa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has fulfilled his promise of Rasulullah sallallahu When Umar ibn al-Khattab was the Khalifa and the Muslims went and conquered the land of Persia and they brought back from Persia many things. They brought back to Abu Khattab, okay? Sawara Kisra. The jewelry, jewelry of Kisra that he wears and his costumes. Okay? So Umar Khattab said, Where is Suraga? 
Surah came. Where is your paper? Show us. He showed them what the Prophet told him. He said, wear it now. So he put it all on. Because the Prophet promised him to wear it. They said he was feeling so glad. Because, yeah? Because he was a Muslim then. And the Prophet, Umar al-Khattab said, put, put him a throne to sit on. They put a big thing for him to sit on. He sat down there. And then, subhanAllah, for a moment, everybody was rejoicing and takbir for the Prophet This is the nubuwa. This is the prophecy that's coming through. But Suraga felt so good, he got out of the chair and walked straight away. Umar said, come, come, come back here. Come. <laughs> yes, Ya Umar, Ya Amir al Mumin said, the Prophet said, you will wear them. He didn't say, you own them. <laughs> Take them off. But, but Ya Umar said, no. If it was written, it will be given. If not written, so you take them off, they are Baytul Man for the Muslims. They belong to all of us. Yeah? Subhanallah. I wish they were put in a museum for people to see today. Okay? But this is the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay. When the Prophet then carried on in his journey, he passed an area where there are some houses and there is a woman called Umm Ma'bad. When you read the Mawlid, Barazanji or Dayba, it is reported in the Mawlid. Mu'abad al-Khuza'iyah from a tribe called Khuza'ah. We send our cattle animals to go and graze, but the strong ones, the weak ones, we leave them at home because they delay the shepherds. They might get ill in the way. How to get them? And we care for them. I promise you, nobody cares more for the animal than the farmers and those who own them. They cry when they're sick. I saw this with my own eyes. Subhanallah, the lady, Umm Ma'bad, she was looking after those weak goats she had. The Prophet ﷺ came to her, their guest, but she was so shy and feeling uncomfortable. Not the sign of the Arab, because they're very generous. But she had nothing to give them. Even the animals she had, she could just milk them milk, but they, they had no milk. The Prophet ﷺ said to her, show me the goats. Because he didn't want her to feel that way. He wanted her to feel good. Don't bear them, people. Don't make them feel bad. So, subhanAllah, I'm saying this because sometimes we go and visit somebody, we don't even know their condition. And the person will say, would you like a drink? And what do you say? Or the person will say, shall I get you some tea? Say, do you have coffee? Don't embarrass the person. If he had coffee, he would say, do you want coffee or tea? Please, please, always allow people to offer what they have. Do you know sometimes people only say, do you have coffee? They feel so embarrassed. They have to run out to buy it or they go to the neighbor to borrow it. Don't say that. Don't do that. Be a respectable guest. Subhanallah, he, sallallahu alayhi wa went to the goats, touched, okay? The dirah, okay? And subhanallah, he milked the goat. A lot of milk and he drank and everybody drank. And before he left, he filled the containers with milk and left it with her. A lot of milk. And the goats after that started giving milk. Those weak goats. She started selling the milk. And she became richer in her life. A man who used to travel by her regularly and see her condition, he passed by and said to Abu Mahbad, what's happening? I come here regularly. Your life has changed. It's becoming, mashallah, more richer. She said, wallahi marra bina rajul. A man has passed through us his description, she, he looked like this and that. And he did this to us. He said to her, by Allah Almighty God, this is the man Quraysh is looking for. <laughs> exactly the man. He must be the Prophet. 
why they are looking for him. Sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. Now, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then arrived in the village of Quba, outside what we call Medina today. On Monday, 12 Rabi' al-Awwal. This is perfect. Nobody, don't listen to anybody telling you other day. This is it. Monday is the day of the Prophet He was born on a Monday. He received the Quran on a Monday, the night of Monday, Sunday. Okay, Lerith al-Qadr was there. Okay, so Monday was the day of receiving the Quran. He made Hijrah, left Mecca on Monday. He entered on a Monday. He died on a Monday, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He fasted Monday. And when he was asked, Why do you fast Monday, Ya Rasulullah? He said, the day I was born. So celebrate your birthday. He celebrated it every Monday by fasting to show gratitude and share his food. We do it only once by sharing a cake. How greedy we are. Okay? So please, don't tell anybody, celebrating your birthday is bid'ah. It's the Prophet's sunnah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If he celebrates his birthday, we should celebrate his birthday too. This is no. Now, he spent four days Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. On Friday, and by the way, before he left, he built a masjid, Uba Mosque today. That's the first masjid he built. And you know, subhanallah, praying there, Turagaz, great reward. Great reward. Don't you ever go to Medina and don't go to Quba Mosque. In fact, visit all the mosques. But that is a significant mosque to visit. Okay? Significant mosque to visit, inshallah. He left on Friday. And in his way, he arrived, uh, before he entered the city itself, the center of Medina, at a family. And their head of the family called Salim ibn Awf. Salim ibn Awf, he had a mosque masjid. Because they all had their own masjid to pray in. A good idea, a good sign. Until the early 20th century, all those passages were there. Unfortunately, the modern people think it's West. All buildings destroy them. There is baraka in these places. Some of them are still there. I went, not last Ramadan, the Ramadan before. Allah, I felt sad. I was explaining in front of one of the masajid, of the companions, and a lot of people gathered to listen to me. And subhanallah, this man come from far away. Oh, Sudani, I noticed from your dress and your table, mashallah, you're explaining to these people. But uh, this is bid'ah. They shouldn't touch the place. They shouldn't. Do. I said to my brother, these people know who Allah is. These people, Muhammad Sallam, came and said they will never have shirk in their heart because they trust in Allah, believe in Allah, depend upon Allah, turn only to Allah. They follow Muhammad Sallam. But they are respectful to him by respecting the places where his companion prayed and where he came himself, sallallahu alayhi wa we don't worship these little places, but these are places of honor. I started shouting. I said, don't shout with me. You just, this is your way of understanding. My understanding is different. I said to the brothers, even if the door is locked of the place, pray outside. Pray, make dua. You see? Don't listen to nobody. It's a blessed place. Sayyidina Zakari taught us where Maryam used to pray. He kneeled and prayed and Allah answered him. So there's a blessing in that place we should pray. Now, in that mosque of Salim ibn Auf, he prayed the first Jum'ah. 
Friday's Jum'ah in Islam, prayed there, he gave a khutbah and led the salah with the people who were there. Now, the moment he left Medina, the Ansar, the Aus and Khazraj, left Mecca, the Ansar, the Aus and Khazraj, it started every morning after they pray their morning prayer, they come outside, waiting, 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 waiting. And it was very hot these days. Until it is unbearable, maybe Duha time, 10, 11 o'clock, and they will go in to their homes. And the Jews were noticing. Every day they were doing this. The day Muhammad arrived in, they just entered, and a Jewish man noticed him coming. Look at the wisdom of Allah. Not one of them, a Jewish man. So with his highest voice, he stood up and screamed, calling upon Al-Aws and Al-Khazraj, the man you are waiting for is arrived. As if Allah is allowing him to do that. Many of them, of course, later on among the Jews became Muslims. So they came out. And he was already sitting under a palm tree with a Bakr Sadiq, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And when they were coming, many of them, they say maybe about up to 500 people just suddenly came. They were rushing, crowding them. They were talking among themselves. Many of them, they didn't see Muhammad Sallam. Which one of them is he? Which one of them is he? Because they were similar age, and they were very close friends, almost dressed similar. Abu Sadiq noticed this, look at the cleverness and his respect to him. He got up and took something and he was covering him from the sun. Then they realized, that's the Prophet. So they came, the leaders came and took him and started walking. It is reported that when they started walking, everybody in Medina either stood outside their home or climbed the roof and the women on the roof watching. And they were asking one another, which one of them is he? Which one of them is he? Because they could only notice two of Bakr. Okay, and they were all both respected. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. They were making this takbir for him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, while was entering Medina. Allahu Akbar. Ja'a Rasulullah. Allah is great. Or the greatest. Here, the messenger of Allah has come. Allahu Akbar. Ja'a Muhammad. Allah is the greatest. Muhammad, peace be upon him, has arrived. And they were repeating this many times. Allahu Akbar Ja'a Rasulullah. Allah is the greatest. The messenger of Allah has arrived. Al-Barra, one of the young companions of Medina, says in a statement, I will read as he said, Ma ra'aytu ahl al-Madina. I had never seen the people of Medina. Farihu bi shay, that they were pleased with something, farahum bi Rasulullah sallallahu As they were pleased to see the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Malik himself, as described himself later when he said, as growing up, because he was young when the Prophet came to Medina, he said, by Allah Almighty God, when he entered, Medina just suddenly lit. We could see, I think there is electricity in it. There is light there. Lit, literally he said. I said, by Allah Almighty God, I'm an older man then, or older in age, when the Prophet started passed away, that light just suddenly disappeared. أَظْلَمَتَ الْمَدِينَ بِمُوتِهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وسلم. Okay? مَا رَأَيْتْ يَوْمًا قَطْ أَحْسَنْ وَلَا أَضْوَى مِنْ يَوْمٍ دَخَلَ الْمَدِينَةَ عَلَيْنَا I had never seen a lighter day or a more beautiful day than the day the Prophet entered to us in Medina. This is Anat ibn Malik in his own way of saying that. And subhanAllah, while the Prophet was walking, the women of Al-Ansar on the roofs and on the side standing, not the men, Singing Tala al-Badru alayna. 
Today they say the women's voice is aura. Where does this come from? I don't really understand. And I see sometimes the women themselves put themselves in this position. They shouldn't. I tell the girl that I teach in Islam, yeah, you shouldn't make your dhikr, make your ibadah. Okay? Do your da'wah. This is Islam. We should think about our religion wisely, not like that. And they were thinking, Tala al Badru alayna. Okay? Min thaniyat al wada'a. وجب الشكر علينا ما دعا لله دع أيها المبعوث فينا جئت بالأمر المطاع جئت شرفت المدينة مرحبا يا خير دع okay and this is in all the Sira books you will not find any Sira book saying the Munshidin among the men of Medina were singing it you will not find anything the boys were singing it what it says the boys and the young men were making the takbir and the girls the young women we're singing Tala al-Badru alayna. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless me and bless you. And may Allah guard me and guard you. And may Allah make this lesson of the hijrah of Muhammad sallallahu a lesson for us to understand and appreciate. In his hijrah, there are many lessons that can be gained. But the greatest lesson, in order for you to guard your faith, if you are in difficulty where you live in guarding your faith, then migrate. The land of Allah is special, as Allah said in the Quran. And in order for you, to keep Allah and to keep his messenger within your heart as the most important thing, give everything. Because everything you have is from them. Through the mercy of Muhammad and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah reward you all. May Allah guard me and guard you and give us tafiq. May Allah reward my brother, okay, Imad. He has taken the areas we read because a lot of the sisters want thing to read properly. So what we read at the end now is in this booklet. Okay, because the Dalai itself is quite big, so everything is here. The names of Allah, the names of Rasulullah, and the last chapter that we are reading. Okay, so inshallah you are going to have them now to read from. Where is Imad? Yeah, inshallah may he bring them. He said he made two hundred of them. Allah bless him. Allah bless him. May Allah bless him with a blessing that inshallah will make him the best of people in this world and in the hereafter. I I did not ask him. I did not say to him do it. MashaAllah, he went, he did it, write it. I said, read it, it is correct. I said, all right. And I didn't know he's going to do it in the booklet, and he did it. Alhamdulillah. So we read from it now, inshallah. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim. Bismillahi rahmanir rahim. Let him give it to you first, inshallah. Abyssinia. He rejected Islam. This is what is reported in, the, in most of the seer that he came and he went back to Medina. Okay? And he lived his life. But as you know, the Prophet Sallallahu married a Muslim. Then. No, he married her while she's in Abbas. And he did the nikah for her while she's in Medina. But when he took her, because of his son. He didn't take her to be with him as his wife, but he took her because of his son. The Prophet gave her the permission to go, but no man will allow a woman to travel alone, particularly if she's having his family or his children. So he was just guiding them to take them back to Medina, as the Sira says, but not to stay with him. Yeah? But he's already the Najashi did the Nikah, as the Sira goes, you see. But here this is just to deliver her there. And then the Prophet joined her. Yeah. 
Well, some people say it is a scorpion, some people say it is a snake. I'm more, I'm more thinking of a snake than a scorpion. You see? Because in the series, I find people say it's a scorpion. In the series, people say it's a snake. That's the same situation. It's the same situation. Because the Prophet got up because he was sweating, dripping on him while he was resting on the, uh, uh, yeah, on his laps. Because he sat down and he sat the Prophet in a better position and allowed him to rest his head on his laps. Yeah, and then the Prophet woke up with the sweat. This is what the theorist says. But the narration, well, they're almost the same. They're a little bit of yani, variations. Yeah. The birds was it okay, that the nest they made was it in front of the cave or inside of the cave? No, outside. Because there's a the tree. You know, the trees, they are not, not like the trees. And when we talk about trees, they're bushes. When you go to Africa, you see trees, they're just like a bush. Yeah? They're like a bush. So this kind of tree, you see them in Mecca. Desert kind of trees. You see? Where they're more close to the ground. They're not like a tree with all the you see the palm trees with a long trunk. <laughs> so in that kind of bush, and they, on that on the on the little branches they made their nest. So if somebody comes, you think, well they couldn't have. Yeah. Give him one, yeah. Okay, let's read Alikum Salaam, Ya Umar Mashallah, nice to see you. I mean Okay, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين حزب الله ونعم الوكيل ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم اللهم إني أبرأ من حولي ومن قوتي إلى حولك وقوتك اللهم إني أتخرب إليك بالصلاة على سيدنا محمد سيدنا محمد عبدك ونبيك ورسولك سيد المرسلين صلى الله تعالى وسلم عليه وعليهم أجمعين امتثالا لأمرك وتصديقا له ومحبة فيه وشوقا إليه وتعظيما لقدره ولكونه صلى الله عليه وسلم أهلا لذلك فتقبلها مني بفضلك واجعلني من عبادك الصالحين ووفقني لقراءتها على الدوام بجاهه عندك وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه أجمعين سافر الله العظيم 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 الله العظيم استغفر 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 الله العظيم الذي لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم وأتوب إليه اللهم أنت ربي لا إله إلا أنت خلقتني وأنا عبدك وأنا على عهدك ووعدك ما استطعت أعوذ بك من شر ما صنعت أبو لك بنعمتك علي وأبو بذنبي فاغفر لي إنه لا يغفر الذنوب إلا أنت يا رب العالمين تبنى إليك يا رب من كل شيء لا يرضيك تبنى إليك يا رب من كل شيء لا يرضيك تبنى إليك يا رب من كل شيء لا يرضيك تبت عبد ظالم لنفسه ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بك يا رب العالمين سبحان الله والحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم سبحان الله والحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم سبحان الله والحمد لله ولا 
إله إلا الله والله أكبر ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم حزب الله ونعم الوكيل 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 ونعم الوكيل حزب الله 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 ونعم الوكيل نعم المولى ونعم النصير حزبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وغب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألف لاميم ذلك الكتاب لا ريب فيه هدى للمتقين الذين يؤمنون بالغيب ويقيمون الصلاة ومما رزقناهم ينفقون والذين يؤمنون بما أنزل إليك وما أنزل من قبلك وبالآخرة هم يوقنون أولئك على هدى من ربهم وأولئك هم المفلحون ولله الأسماء الحسنى فادعوه بها بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الله جل له الرحمن جل لا له الرحيم جل لا له المليك جل لا له الغدوس جل لا له السلام جل لا له المؤمن جل لا له المهيمن جل لا له العزيز جل لا له الجبار جل لا له المتكبر جل لا له الخالق جل لا له البارئ جل لا له المصور جل لا له الغفار جل له الغهار جل لا له الوهاب جل لا له الرزاق جل لا له الفتاح جل لا له العليم جل لا له الغابض جل له الباسط جل لا له الخافض جل له الرافع جل لا له المعز جل له المذل جل له السميع جل له البصير جل 
أله الحاكم جل أله العادل جل أله اللطيف جل أله الخبير جل أله الحليم جل أله العظيم جل أله الغفور جل أله الشكور جل أله العلي جل أله الكبير جل أله الحفيظ جل أله المغيث جل أله الحسيب جل أله الجليل جل أله الكريم جل أله الرغيب جل أله المجيب جل أله الواسع جل أله الحكيم جل أله الودود جل أله المجيد جل أله الباعث جل أله الشهيد جل أله الحق جل أله الوكيل جل أله الغوي جل أله المتين جل أله الولي جل أله الحميد جل أله المحصي جل أله المبدي جل أله المعيد جل أله المحيي جل أله المميت جل أله الحي جل أله الغيوم جل أله الواجد جل أله الماجد جل أله الواحد جل أله الأحد جل أله الصمد جل أله القادر جل أله المقتدر جل أله المقدم جل أله المؤخر جل أله الأول جل أله الآخر جل أله الظاهر جل أله الباطن جل له الوالي جل له المتعالي جل له البار جل له التواب جل له المنتقم جل له العفو جل جل له الرؤوف جل له مالك الملك جل له ذو الجلال والإكرام جل لا له المغصيت جل لا له الجامع جل لا له الغني جل لا له المغني جل لا له المعطي جل لا له المانع جل لا له الضار جل لا له النافع جل لا له النور جل لا له الهادي جل لا له البديع جل لا له الباقي جل لا له الوارث جل لا له الرشيد جل لا له الصبور جل جلاله الذي تغذى عن اشباه ذاته وتنزهت عن مشابهه الامثال صفاته واحد لا من قله وموجود لا من عله بالبر معروف وبالاحسان موصوف معروف بلا غايه وموصوف بلا نهايه اول بلا ابتداء واخر بلا انتهاء لا ينسب اليه البنون 
ولا يفنيه دون الأوقات ولا تهنه السنون كل المخلوقات غهر عظمته وأمره بالكاف والنون بذكره أنس المخلصون وبرؤيته تغر العيون بتوحيده ابتاج الموحدون هدى أهل طاعته إلى صراط مستقيم وأباح لأهل محبته جنات النعيم وعلم عدد أنفاس مخلوقاته بعلمه القديم ويرى حركات أرجل النمل في جنح الليل البهيم يسبحه الطائر في وكره ومجده الوحش في غفره محيط بعمل العبد سره وجهره وكفيل للمؤمنين بتأييده ونصره وتطمئن الغلب الوجل بذكره وكشف ضره ومن آياته أن تقوم السماء والأرض بأمره أحاط بكل شيء علما وغفر ذنوب المؤمنين كرما وحلما ليس كمثله شيء وهو السميع البصير اللهم اكفنا السوء بما شئت وكيف شئت إنك على ما تشاء قدير يا نعم المولى ويا نعم النصير غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم سبحانك لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جل وجهك وعز جاهك يفعل الله ما يشاء بقدرته ويحكم ما يريد بعزته يا حي يا قيوم يا بديع السماوات والأرض يا ذا الجلال والإكرام لا إله إلا أنت برحمتك نستغيث ومن عذابك نستجير يا قياث المستغيثين لا إله إلا أنت بجاه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أغثنا أغثنا وارحمنا رحمة الله وبركاته عليكم أهل البيت إنه حميد مجيد إنما يريد الله ليثيب عنكم الرجس أهل البيت ويطهركم تطهيرا إن الله ملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما لما صلي أفضل صلاة على أتعد مخلوقاتك سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم عدد معلوماتك ومداد كلماتك كلما ذكرك الذاكرون وغفل عن ذكره الغافلون لما صلي وسلم وبارك وأكرم وأنعم وتفضل على من أشرف أسمائه محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أحمد صلى الله عليه وسلم حامد صلى الله عليه وسلم محمود صلى الله عليه وسلم أحيد صلى الله عليه وسلم وحيد صلى الله عليه وسلم ماحين صلى الله عليه وسلم حامل صلى الله عليه وسلم عاقب صلى الله عليه وسلم طه صلى الله عليه وسلم ياسين صلى الله عليه وسلم طاهر صلى الله عليه وسلم مطهر صلى الله عليه وسلم طيب صلى الله عليه وسلم سيد صلى الله عليه وسلم رسول صلى الله عليه وسلم نبي صلى الله 
عليه وسلم رسول رحمته صلى عليه وسلم قيم صلى عليه وسلم جامع صلى عليه وسلم مغتفين صلى عليه وسلم مغافى صلى عليه وسلم رسول الملاحم صلى عليه وسلم رسول الراحة صلى عليه وسلم كامل صلى عليه وسلم إكليل صلى عليه وسلم مدثر صلى عليه وسلم مزمل صلى عليه وسلم عبد الله صلى عليه وسلم حبيب الله صلى عليه وسلم صفي الله صلى عليه وسلم نجي الله صلى عليه وسلم كليم الله صلى عليه وسلم خاتم الأنبياء صلى عليه وسلم خاتم الرسول صلى عليه وسلم موحين صلى وسلم منجين صلى عليه وسلم مذكر صلى عليه وسلم ناصر صلى عليه وسلم منصور صلى عليه وسلم نبي الرحمة صلى عليه وسلم نبي التوبة صلى عليه وسلم حريص عليكم صلى عليه وسلم معلوم صلى عليه وسلم شهير صلى عليه وسلم شاهد صلى عليه وسلم شهيد صلى عليه وسلم مشهود صلى عليه وسلم بشير صلى عليه وسلم مبشر صلى عليه وسلم نذير صلى عليه وسلم منذر صلى عليه وسلم نور صلى عليه وسلم سراج صلى عليه وسلم مصباح صلى عليه وسلم هودا صلى عليه وسلم مهدي صلى عليه وسلم منير صلى عليه وسلم داعي صلى عليه وسلم مدعو صلى عليه وسلم مجيب صلى عليه وسلم مجاب صلى عليه وسلم حفي صلى عليه وسلم عفو صلى عليه وسلم ولي صلى عليه وسلم حاق صلى عليه وسلم غوي صلى عليه وسلم امين صلى عليه وسلم مامون صلى عليه وسلم كريم صلى عليه وسلم مكرم صلى عليه وسلم مكين صلى عليه وسلم متين صلى عليه وسلم مبين صلى عليه وسلم مؤمل صلى عليه وسلم وصل صلى عليه وسلم ذو صلى عليه وسلم ذو حرمة صلى عليه وسلم ذو مكانة صلى عليه وسلم ذو عز صلى عليه وسلم ذو فضل صلى عليه وسلم مطاع صلى عليه وسلم مطيع صلى عليه وسلم غضب صيد صلى عليه وسلم رحمة صلى 
وسلم بشرى صلى الله عليه وسلم قوس صلى الله عليه وسلم غيث صلى الله عليه وسلم غياث صلى الله عليه وسلم نعمة الله صلى الله عليه وسلم هدية الله صلى الله عليه وسلم عروض وذغى صلى الله عليه وسلم صراط الله صلى الله عليه وسلم صراط المستقيم صلى الله عليه وسلم ذكر الله صلى الله عليه وسلم سيف الله صلى الله عليه وسلم حزب الله صلى الله عليه وسلم النجم الثاقب صلى الله عليه وسلم مصطفى صلى الله عليه وسلم مجتبى صلى الله عليه وسلم منتقى صلى الله عليه وسلم أمي صلى الله عليه وسلم أمي صلى الله عليه وسلم أمي صلى الله عليه وسلم مختار صلى الله عليه وسلم أجير صلى الله عليه وسلم جبار صلى الله عليه وسلم أبو القاسم صلى الله عليه وسلم أبو الطاهر صلى الله عليه وسلم أبو الطيب صلى الله عليه وسلم أبو إبراهيم صلى الله عليه وسلم مشفع صلى الله عليه وسلم شفيع صلى الله عليه وسلم صالح صلى الله عليه وسلم مصلح صلى الله عليه وسلم مهيمن صلى الله عليه وسلم صادق صلى الله عليه وسلم مصدق صلى الله عليه وسلم صدق صلى الله عليه وسلم سيد المرسلين صلى الله عليه وسلم المتقين صلى الله عليه وسلم قدر المحجلين صلى الله عليه وسلم خليل الرحمن صلى الله عليه وسلم بار صلى الله عليه وسلم بار صلى الله عليه وسلم وجيه صلى الله عليه وسلم نصيح صلى الله عليه وسلم ناصح صلى الله عليه وسلم وكيل صلى الله عليه وسلم متوكل صلى الله عليه وسلم كفيل صلى الله عليه وسلم شفيق صلى الله عليه وسلم بسنته صلى الله عليه وسلم مقدس صلى الله عليه وسلم روح الغوص صلى الله عليه وسلم روح الحاق صلى الله عليه وسلم روح الغيص صلى الله عليه وسلم كافين صلى الله عليه وسلم مكتفين صلى الله عليه وسلم بالغون صلى الله عليه وسلم مبالغون صلى الله عليه وسلم شافين صلى الله عليه وسلم واصل صلى الله عليه وسلم موصول صلى الله عليه وسلم سابق صلى الله وسلم سائق صلى الله عليه وسلم هادي صلى الله عليه وسلم مهدين وسلم مقدم صلى الله عليه وسلم عزيز صلى الله عليه وسلم فاضل صلى الله عليه وسلم مفاضل صلى الله عليه وسلم فاتح صلى الله عليه وسلم مفتاح صلى الله عليه وسلم متاح رحمته صلى الله عليه وسلم متاح جنته صلى الله عليه وسلم علم الايمان صلى الله عليه وسلم علم اليقين صلى الله عليه وسلم دل الخير صلى الله عليه وسلم صحيح الحسنات صلى الله عليه وسلم مغل العصرات صلى الله عليه وسلم طبعان الزلات صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب الشفاعة صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب المقام صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب الغدام صلى الله عليه وسلم مخصوص من العين صلى الله عليه وسلم مخصوص من المجد صلى الله عليه وسلم مخصوص بالشراف صلى الله 
عليه وسلم صاحب الوسيلة صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب السيف صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب الفضيلة صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب الأزهار صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب الحجة صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب السلطان صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب الرداء صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب درجة رفيعة صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب التاج صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب المخفر صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب اللواء صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب المعراج صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب الغضيب صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب البراق صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب الخاتم صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب العلامه صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب البرهان صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب البيان صلى الله عليه وسلم فتح اللسان صلى الله عليه وسلم طهر الجنان صلى الله عليه وسلم رؤوف صلى الله عليه وسلم رؤوف صلى الله عليه وسلم رؤوف صلى الله عليه وسلم رحيم صلى الله عليه وسلم رحيم صلى الله عليه وسلم رحيم صلى الله عليه وسلم اذن خير صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب الاسلام صلى الله عليه وسلم سيد الكونين صلى الله عليه وسلم عين النعيم صلى الله عليه وسلم عين الغر صلى الله عليه وسلم سعد الله صلى الله عليه وسلم سعد الخلق صلى الله عليه وسلم خطيب الامم صلى الله عليه وسلم علم الهدى صلى الله وسلم كشف الكراب صلى الله عليه وسلم رافع الرتاب صلى الله عليه وسلم عز العرب صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب الفراج الله عليه وسلم صاحب الزمان صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب الوقت صلى الله عليه وسلم صاحب الساعة صلى الله عليه وسلم صلى الله عليه وعلى آله اللهم يا رب بجاه نبيك المصطفى ورسولك المرتضى طهر قلوبنا من كل وصف وعدنا عن مشاهدتك ومحبتك وأمتنا على السنة والجماعة والشوق إلى لقائك يا ذا الجلال والإكرام وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم والحمد لله رب العالمين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين